Pacific Coast Church family, Pastor Ashley here. Man, I'm glad that you joined us today online. We are so excited for this new series that we're starting today. Also, how amazing was Pastor Angie last week? If you did not check it out, make sure you do that this week. Share it. She is such an amazingly talented woman of God. Also, man, we have so much stuff going on in the life of our church. Let me tell you about a few things. This Wednesday, we are starting our November growth track. So if you've never done growth track with us, make sure you sign up. You can do that online at pacificcoast.church or you can email us at info at pacificcoast.church to sign up for that. It's all virtual Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. We're excited for that. Also, maybe you didn't get a chance to check out Pastor Ken's class on how to study the Bible. It's also virtual, but he's doing another session, so you can sign up now. The next session is December 3rd and 10th, but if you're interested, go ahead and sign up, get your slot reserved. Such a powerful, powerful teaching on how to study the Bible in depth, maybe you're a beginner or maybe you're a seasoned studier and researcher, I promise you will glean from this amazing man of God. So make sure that you sign up. You can do that by emailing us at info at pacificcoast.church. Also, ladies, Women's Bible Study Book Club launched this last week. It was incredible, but I got to tell you, we only covered the introduction. So if you didn't get a chance to join in with us, there's still time. Text PCC WBS to 84576. We'll get you signed up. We'll get you registered. And all you have to read is the intro and chapter one. I can also email you the Zoom of last week so you will have not missed anything at all. It's such a powerful time together. And alert, the evening time has changed. Man, we figured out that it's a little bit better for so many of us if we do 7 p.m. So now, Women's Bible Study Book Club meets 8.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays for the next eight weeks. So make sure you join in. Friends, we're so excited. Again, there's so much going on in the life of our church. We wanna thank you, thank you, thank you for your giving. We wanna thank you for your prayers, and if you have prayer requests, submit them. You can do that by texting the word PACIFIC to 84576 or go onto the website, submit your prayer request there. We have our entire team praying all week long. And speaking of prayer, the very first Wednesday of November, we will be launching noon prayer on Wednesdays. This will be via Facebook Live. It won't be super long. We're talking about 15 minutes of gathering together virtually on Facebook Live every Wednesday, starting in November, every Wednesday at noon. Make sure you join us. And if you can't join us right at noon, make sure you check it out and share it on your Facebook page. We are choosing to commit ourselves to prayer together because together our prayers are even more powerful even if they're just done virtually, amen, right? God exists outside of time and technology. So we're so grateful for that. As always, 
your giving makes such a difference when we can link arms together. And so if you're giving today, we wanna thank you. We also wanna make it super convenient for you. You can text the word donation to 84576 to have the link sent right to your phone. You can go to the website, pacificcoast.church, and give there and even set up recurring giving or you can mail your checks or set up your bill pay through your bank account. Mail them to Pacific Coast Church, P.O. Box 66026, Tacoma, Washington, 98467. Friends, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful that we get to do this together, that God called us to do this together. So right now, I wanna pray for you. We're gonna start this new series that I'm so excited for in this new season, this fall season. And so let's just pray right now that God would open our hearts to whatever He wants to speak and do through us today. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for technology. Thank you that you are a God that speaks in, to, and through us. So Lord, right now, prepare our hearts for what you have to say. Lord, help us to receive it with open minds, God, and that we would not just be hearers, but doers of everything that you're speaking. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today here at Church Online. So grateful that you're here today. We want you to know just how much we appreciate you, and I just hope you're doing well today. Hey, you know, here in the United States, every November, hey, we, we celebrate a holiday that allows you to eat like an animal, lay on the couch, and fall asleep before the Detroit Lions football team ever even starts the game. Oh, yes. It's that one day every year we recognize as Thanksgiving. And I got to tell you, I'm going hard this year. I mean, it's just right around the corner. Now, you know, I know Thanksgiving isn't just about turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. It's about actually taking time and really counting our blessings. You know, it's, it's a day where we're a little bit more intentional with how we express our gratitude to one another. And most importantly, to God himself. You see, gratitude plays a massive role in the believer's life. And so for, for the month of November, we're, we're going to take some time and not only talk about gratitude with this new series that we're starting today, but we're also going to practice it. Why? Because here it is, gratitude changes everything. And I'm just excited for this series. And just like that amazing little bumper video, that little intro you just watched, we all like to think of ourselves as grateful or thankful people. But the question is, are we really? It's important to take some inventory. You know, uh, <laughs> Ashley and I are, uh, you know, like we're, really, we're, like we're drilling down on this idea of gratitude with our own kids. And I have to say, they're getting better at it every day. But I can remember one Christmas day several years ago and the you know, the kids were wrapping up, opening their gifts, and they both opened their last gifts. And it was almost like on cue at the exact same time. They looked up and said to us, are there any more? And like in that moment, Ashley quickly responded with, guys, God wants us to be grateful for what he's already provided. And they said with kind of like, you know, irritated faces, kind of pouting, they said, yeah, yeah, we're grateful, but are there any more gifts there? <laughs> Listen, like, like we do that too, don't we? We call ourselves grateful, but the fruit of our lives don't always match that. And, that, and that's why we want to take a few 
weeks here during this Thanksgiving season of November and, and really evaluate ourselves and what Scripture has to say about this topic of gratitude and how it changes everything because it really, really does. And the anchor verse we're using for this series is 1 Thessalonians 5.18, which says this. You'll see it right there on your screen. Give thanks in all circumstances. All? Yeah, all. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I love this verse, but we have to back up a bit and look at, look at the context because it's going to help us understand this concept even greater. You know, the, the, the church in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, I know it's kind of tricky to say, but this, this was a young, vibrant church that Paul himself founded. And, and this was a group of people who had had a remarkable encounter with the Spirit of Jesus Christ that had literally changed everything for better in their lives. And, and so as a result, their gratitude towards God manifested in works of service and love for their neighbors. Now let's go to the text. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. This is what it says. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so Paul's writing to say thank you as well as encouraging them in the faith. And, and then he goes on to address some of their misconceptions and confusion on the second coming of Jesus Christ that we're all waiting for. And, you know, these confusions led to conflicts among, among each other and ultimately to idleness, meaning the work of Jesus had like come to a halt. And as a result of their disunity, wow, that kind of sounds familiar, right? Um, this is what took place. So, so we want to read that, read what Paul wrote to this church and, and just see how clearly it applies to our, our own lives. So in the midst of this church's idleness and inaction due to being wrapped up in their own questions about the end times, about the, the prophecies that we're all waiting to see come to fulfillment, Paul said this to them. 1 Thessalonians, jump to chapter 5, starting in verse 9. This is what the, what the Bible says. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Now, I, I, he's like, I know you're doing it, but let me give you some, like, some very specific ways that you should be doing it. Verse 12, he says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you, meaning like extra like encouragement. Verse 13, Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Now watch this. Live in peace with, with each other. Now this isn't easy, but, but this is a massive part of your assignment right now. And watch what he says. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, meaning lazy, who do, they don't do anything, and warn those who are disruptive. P people who are disruptive in the church, they don't have any skin in the game, right? Like, they sure give their opinions, but never show up for any of the heavy lifting. And Paul says, warn them. Encourage the disheartened, meaning those who have lost hope. 
Help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Listen, you're not just called to do what is good for those closest to you or just your own biological kids. You're called to do what is good for everyone. And with all that, here's where your heart's needs to be in it, all of it. Look at verse 16. It says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Now, real talk time. Come on, we're family. Let's get real honest with ourselves. Giving thanks in all circumstances is not a natural human response. (laughs) So like, the question is, how do we get there? How do we foster, meaning help to nurture and grow, a more naturally consistent, grateful spirit? So here's what I want you to do. I've got three questions that we should continually ask ourselves to help identify our perspectives and perceptions and help us become people of gratitude, all right? First question I have that I want you to consider is, what do I really believe that I deserve? Write that down. My wife, Ashley, is a phenomenal cook. Uh, she makes dinner for us almost every night of the week. And in fact, it's one of her favorite things to do. And uh, I can remember years ago, in fact, I, I don't even think that we were married yet. I can remember someone asking her like, like why she loves to cook for people and specifically her family so much. And that quickly brought up brought her to a story of her grandmother. And she said that her grandmother was one of the hardest workers she'd ever seen in her life. Her grandmother didn't, didn't have a ton of money and she had a ton of kids that needed to eat. So it was up to her to make the magic happen, if you know what I mean. And, and so like she had to be very intentional about making things last and stretching out what little resources she had. And, and here's the thing, she, she didn't see the scraping together and like needing to stretch the food as a burden. She was so grateful for the food that she did have and the mouths that she got to feed. Question is like, how much more am I grateful? It's all about your attitude. Because here's the thing, ungratefulness comes out of a false sense of entitlement. It, like it's, it's a belief that we deserve more or better. And that's why an ungrateful person will never have enough. You know what I'm talking about? And a person that is truly thankful is always content. I, I know some folks like this, and they bless me. And so Paul, he starts this section addressing this very issue of what we deserve. He made it clear what we all deserve, and he said it like this. Go back to the text, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. Here it is. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Listen, people that understand how much they've been forgiven of, come on, will freely forgive. Judgmental and religious people are people that think They deserve the good things of God and that they should require the same deservingness from others. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. It says this, starting in verse uh, 4. 
But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when, here it is, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And, and then he says again, he says it again a couple of verses later, verse 8, he says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen, we, ha- we haven't been given these undeserving gifts to just get them. We are called to do good to others because he has been so good to us. And that's the second question that I want you to meditate on today and throughout the week. Write this down. Well, let's, get, let's hit the first one, but let's jump to it. It says, what do I, what do I really believe that I deserve? Does my life show that I put others first? Okay, that's the question I have. And let's pick back up in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 10. He says, He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, meaning like this word shows the connection between the two thoughts. He says, Therefore, since Jesus gave us what we didn't deserve, we're to do the same. Encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Verse 12, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard. I mean, this is so important. He says, hold them in the highest regard. Here it is, in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. These go hand in hand. The people complaining the most, doing the least, yeah, you have to warn them. Tell them to wake up to to what they're doing, but don't just do that. You have to speak to the other group as well. And, And that's this next part. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Like Make sure your help does it have contingencies attached? Okay, I, 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 I like. Okay, I helped you. Now you need to be doing this, right? Always strings attached, or or look like this, or be further along than this, like or or giving or giving strong opinions on topics that have never affected you personally in any way. Be patient with everyone. It's so important. Allow people to talk. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, meaning no more eye for an eye. Like that isn't how we operate anymore because of what Jesus did for us. We do not take revenge. And then it says, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. You're not just called to do what is good for those closest to you. I just want to keep reiterating that. Like, or the people that you get to call yours, you're called to do what is good for everyone, everybody. One of the questions we're asked most, not only in this season, but honestly in every season where we've ever pastored, where Ashley and I were pastoring, is what is God's will for my life? And I love it because Paul continues in this section by giving us that exact answer. But he doesn't just give us like what to do. He gives us how we'll be able to do it. 
There's a, there's a different there, d- difference there. Let's go back to the text, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. It says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Whoa! Now, those are some big asks. And the question is, how can I possibly get to that place? Here's how, verse 19. Do not quench the Spirit. And that's really the last question we have to continually ask ourselves to begin this perspective shift and become truly grateful people right there. So that first thought, like question, what do, I, what, do I, what do I really believe that I deserve? That second question that we just talked about, does my life show that I put others first? Like, is there fruit that demonstrates that that's playing out in my life? And here it is, the third question. Am I really willing to submit to the Spirit of God? Like, even when it isn't what we want, want or like what we feel like doing, like that phrase that Paul used here, do not quench the Spirit, literally means... Do not extinguish or put out what the Spirit is speaking to you. What He's leading and guiding. How He's transforming. The Holy Spirit desires to continually work in our lives in a way that will always result in us looking more like Jesus. But friends, we have the choice of whether we allow Him to do this or whether we block Him or reject what He's speaking. And, and here's the thing, that part is always up to us. That's why Paul follows those instructions with that statement. The Lord is always desiring that for us. But it's up to us to what? Submit to Him. I know that can feel like an ominous task. Like somehow we are responsible for making our lives more like what the Lord desires. But like we have to understand the difference between striving and submitting. Striving us, striving is like us white knuckling it, you know, like and trying everything in our strength to make it happen. Submitting is doing it his way, knowing that his strength is more than enough for us. And, and, and Paul concludes this section with saying exactly that. And I wrap it up a little bit with this last section of the text, chapter 5. Verse 23, may God himself, not somebody else, himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Listen, gratitude is an obedience issue. It's a conscious decision to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God continually and allow Him to help us see things the way He calls us to view them. And can I be real honest with you, friends, one more time. This last point I'm making here, true, genuine, humble submission to the Spirit of God isn't always easy. Like I I know I've mentioned it, often lately, but for me, it's therapeutic and healing. So thanks for being along with us on this journey. But this last season was the hardest season of ministry my wife and I have ever experienced. In fact, I have a lot of friends who are pastors, and many of them said the same thing. I was just with a group of pastors a couple weeks ago, and it was like the theme. And 
you know, like when we were being forced out of our last assignment by a very small group of men who didn't genuinely represent the entirety of the congregation, many times I couldn't help but ask God, why? (laughs) Have you ever done that? Maybe something is happening in your life right now that's outside of your control and you're asking God, God, why is this happening to me? And I want you to know I can relate to that. There, there were many times where I looked at Ashley and said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think I want to be in this role anymore. To think in a two-year window in the middle of a global pandemic to see so much growth, so many lives being changed for it all to be over for nothing. Yeah, I don't think this is for me. But you know what happened? I, I, I can't explain it, but I just kept sensing the Holy Spirit calling me to total submission to Him. Like, I, I sensed the Spirit in His own way saying, JF, you're not done. I have more, but you have to trust me and you have to listen to me and allow yourself to truly be guided by me. And out of that decision that Ashley and I made to 100%, 100% submit to Him, Pacific Coast Church was birthed. And over the course of the last six months, God has already done amazing things. And we are so grateful to get to be a part of God's new plan for us. Listen, I said it earlier. Gratitude changes everything. Gratitude changes the way we see. Gratitude changes our perspective on every, everything. So meditate on these thoughts this week. The question is, what do I really believe that I deserve? Secondly, does my life show that I put others first? Is there real fruit there? And that third thought, am I really willing to submit to the Spirit of God? I don't mean like, you know, big toe <laughs> in the water. I mean like head first, God, whatever you have for me, God, I'm willing to change my plans, my methodology. God, I am going to fully submit to you. Holy Spirit, you know what? I thought this season was going to look differently, but it looks like you've got another plan. And not only go along with what he's saying, be grateful for the new thing he has for you. As different or out of your wheelhouse that it is, as long as you're following that little whisper, that little nudge. You, those of you who have been walking with Jesus for a minute, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you, you can't deny it. I'm telling you, there was times I wanted to quit. And there's times even now there, where my flesh swells up inside me and I get upset. I'm like, I'm done with this stuff. But I'm telling you, I can't because the Holy Spirit's like, no, you're still on assignment. It looks a little different, but this is my plan. And, and I, you know what? What does it take? It takes humility. It takes courage. It takes community. It takes brothers and sisters that are willing to come alongside you. But it also requires you to open your mouth and let people know what you feel like God's called you to do. And I'm telling you, it's already happened in the past six months. People rally, right? They feel that same nudge. And so I want to encourage you today as we're moving into the month of November now, the whole culture is going to, you're going to see all the commercials, Thanksgiving this, Thanksgiving that. We're going to talk about it. And this is really just the opener. Let, let, let me pray for you today. I know many of you watching right now, 
you're going through some tough stuff. We all are facing some level of, of pain. All of us need some level of healing in our lives, whether that's a physical need. Man, I've, I've talked to so many people that are struggling. We just had a, a family lose a father uh, to COVID over the course of this past week. And so there's a lot of heartache within our community. And, and you know, pe- people are struggling. I, I get that. Well, maybe it's financial. I, I know, I know um, the workforce is, is shifting right now and the economy's kind of all over the place. And I know people are struggling with mental health issues. And uh, I, I just want you to know that we're praying for you. And we, wanna, we don't want to just be a praying church. We want to be a church that serves each other and helps each other out. So I appreciate that that's the spirit of this place called Pacific Coast Church. But I want to pray for you today as we move into this season of gratitude, that we would practice this, that we would take some time. It's important to count your blessings every day. I know it's a silly little phrase, but I'm telling you, when you start kind of listing off, maybe you're driving in your car, out on a walk, or just even having a conversation with your spouse or your children, so often, if we're not careful, we can start complaining about all of the things that are happening in our life, and we forget the fact that God's blessed us with so much. And it's a little, it's a little, I don't know, it's a little thing that we do in our family where we we kind of list out the things that that we're grateful for. And it it shifts our attitude, it shifts our perspective. And that's what Paul's talking about here. Let, let, let me pray for you uh, as we close today. Lord, I thank you for every friend watching. God, as November is right upon us right now, as the country will take some time towards the end of this month to acknowledge uh, the importance of gratitude and thanksgiving. God, I pray that we as believers would set the tone here. God, I pray that we would take some time even today, this week, to just stop and consider all that you have provided. Living in a world where there's so much pain and hurt and just the fact that we live in this country, we, we have so much more than so many others that are dealing with real issues of poverty and despair. God, thank you for your provision in our lives. Thank you for providing for our young church, Lord God. I pray you bless every person watching right now. And God, I pray that each person watching would really lean in on this conversation of gratitude and thanksgiving over the course of the next several weeks month of November. Bless every one of my friends watching right now. God, I pray for the person who's dealing with heartache, dealing with maybe anxiety, person that's dealing with addiction issues, person that needs a healing in their physical body, a, a breakthrough in their finances, got a relationship that's been severed or broken or on the rocks. God, we know that you have the power to heal even, even the most desperate situations regarding relationships. God, I've seen you put marriages back together that I personally thought could never come back together. And because of your miracle working power, that was able to take place. So we pray for marriages today. We pray for finances, for good health. And we thank you, Lord God. Be with us today, this week. And may you speak to us through this new series, this conversation on the subject of thanksgiving and gratitude. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen, amen, amen. Man, gratitude. 
thankfulness. It really does change everything. Friends, if you made a decision for Jesus or if you want prayer or to connect with any of us on the team, please don't hesitate to either text the word PACIFIC to 84576 or you can email us at info at pacificcoast.church. Do not do this journey alone. We would love to pray with you and for you and resource you. There's so many things that you can take advantage of, studies and connections Friends, it's so important. So make sure you do that. Also, as always, we have questions. Our prayer is that you are discussing these questions in your virtual small group or in your small group that meets in person. But also if you just use them to journal, it's so important to stop, pause, and reflect on what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And so in just a second, I'm going to give you those questions. Make sure you have your phones ready to maybe take a screenshot or take a picture of whatever screen you're watching from. This is going to be really, really exciting to see what the Lord impacts you this week as you reflect on His Word. Also, thank you, as always, for your giving. You can text the word DONATION to 84576, give online, or mail those checks to the address below. We're so grateful for that. Reminders before we go, reminders, women's Bible study this Tuesday. There's still time to join. You can text PCCWBS to 84576 to join in. It's 8.30 a.m. or 7 p.m. That's a time change. 7 p.m. on Tuesdays for the next eight weeks. It's going to be exciting. We're reading an amazing book together and make sure that you check that out. Also, Pastor Ken's class, you can sign up for the December session by emailing us at info at pacificcoast.church. There's also Growth Track this Wednesday. Sign up that same way. Join in. Friends, there's a lot going on and we are so excited about it. Right now, get your phones ready because here's your questions. Number one, what do I really believe that God thinks about me? What do I believe that God has for me? What is this based on and why does this matter? Number two, in what ways does my life show that I love and prefer others? What are two ways that I can put others, not just my family, before myself on a regular basis? Number three, how does my choosing to be grateful help me also be obedient? What are two habits that I can practice daily to increase my thankfulness? Man, those are great questions. I can't wait to hear what the Lord is speaking to you and your small group to get those reports. Share your praise reports with us. You can do that in the online prayer request form and praise report form. You can write it on the cards when you come in person to Mount Tahoma at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or you can drop us an email. Friends, we are all in this together. We're so grateful for you. So make sure you go out with gratitude this week and make it a great one.